1: Hi everyone and welcome to episode 411 of Locked On Canadians. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. The Canadians' miracle run, the Cinderella run, is now over and we are all in our feelings about it. We will have plenty of time for analysis. There's going to be a lot of season reviews. There's going to be looking ahead to the future. We're going to be talking about the expansion draft and and the NHL entry draft and free. We're going to do all of that, but we're going to do all of that next week because today we want to talk about our feelings and tomorrow we want to hear about your feelings. My name is Laura Saba. I'm one of your hosts. If you're just joining us for the first time after the Stanley Cup run is over and I'm joined as always by my wonderful co-host, Scott Matla. Scott, let's start with you. How are you feeling after all of this?
0: Is there an adjective beyond devastated? Um, I I feel very hollow after this game. I'm so, uh, I'm just so proud of this team. Like we've talked a lot about how just improbable this run was and that sooner or later it comes to the end, either they win the Stanley Cup or they don't. That's just how it works, you know? And they didn't get swept, which, you know, was a big moral victory. And we've said on the show a lot that everything after coming back against or even just getting back in the Toronto series was gravy. And now and now I'm just kind of hungry, I guess. Like, I, I feel like they were so close. A lot of it, it stings because I don't know when they're going to be back here. We, we live in an era where teams can change so wildly from one year to the next, where the cap impacts so many things. The Canadians in two weeks after the expansion draft and free agency starts could look like an entirely different team than they did last year for better or for worse. And this unknownness, I, I guess is how I want to describe it, is I don't, I don't know what's ahead. And it it feels frightening last year after the bubble, they had some small building blocks to go on. And now this year they have more, but at the same time, they have a lot that they need to replicate to get to this point. I I'm so proud. I'm so happy. I like Laura said, this is not a week for analysis. I couldn't analyze that game. If I tried because I watched half of it through my fingers, I'm very proud of what this year's Montreal Canadiens accomplished in everything in the playoffs. And I I just don't think I was ready for it to be over quite yet.
1: I feel the exact same way. And I just want to say, don't let people police how you feel about this. Like, if you want to be sad, be sad. If you want to be disappointed, be disappointed. If you want to be content with what they gave us, given that they overperformed, do that as well. Don't let people police. But I will I will say one thing, though, don't let it get to an unhealthy extent. And I'm saying this specifically because it's a hockey team. And they, they gave us this miracle run and we lived and died by them every day. You know, the mood in the city was dictated by whether they lost or, or won the, the night before. And there are a lot of emotions that come along that go along with watching a sports team. But if you let it affect your mental health, then it's a problem. So if it's not doing that, then feel however you want to feel it is you know this this team has meant different things to each one of us in in this fan base and for a lot of us it was a way out of the pandemic something something that that was sort of bringing us out of our shell and teaching us again how to like relate to other people for those of us who watched with other people as the city was opening up for some people we just needed a pick me up after some hard times some people just they just wanted some entertainment and you know the one thing that I will say is that nobody can ever take this away, you know, like no matter what other fan base comes, uh, you know, cawing at you that, well, they didn't win the Stanley cup. Well, how far did your team get? Montreal got further than any other team other than Tampa. And don't let anyone tell you that it doesn't mean anything if they go all the way and they don't win the cup. It does feel like that sometimes. Like I, I, I completely understand anybody right now, who does feel that way, that bitterness that they went all the way, but they didn't bring it home. I absolutely get that. And I don't want to discount the disappointment that you're feeling. But at the end of the day, nobody will take this ride away from us. Like nobody can, like they can't make us go and unlive this joy that we lived. And that's something that I do think that we should keep in mind, despite the disappointment, despite the fact that, you know, you can look at, oh, this game and they didn't do well, or this guy didn't make that mistake, or this guy didn't play well, or, you know, the coaching staff had no answer, whatever you want to say. And we're going to analyze this later a little bit more objectively. Like, we want to just talk about how we feel right now, and we don't want to, you know, talk about, we, we don't want to, at the risk of, of of sounding like some fans of some other team that we're not going to name like we don't want to be running people out of town over this. I think the Canadians did overperform their expectations. And so I just want you to remember that No matter what happens, you know, this happened to us and we got to go along for this ride that so many fans wish they had and didn't get in a really particularly tough year. And so I think I think what we want, what we're going to do in a moment is I want to touch on something that Scott said, uh, and I hope that I can make all of you guys uh, feel better, all of you listeners feel better, as well as Scott. And that's coming up in just one moment. But first, remember that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. That almost made me cry because the Canadian's run is over. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember that promo code is locked on and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, Scott, you touched on something in the first segment that I want to expand a little bit on. And you're not the first person to say this. This, this in fact, wasn't the first time you said this to me tonight. And I think I've said this on the podcast in the last few days as well. We don't know when we're going to get here again. But let's just, ah, I just want to, (laughs) sorry, I just want to say something about this, is that the Canadians' contending window isn't even open they made the Stanley Cup final without entering their contending window. And so I think that's something that we need to keep in mind because a few years ago, before Mark Bourgevin made all of these signings uh, in in free agency over the summer, fall, or whatever you want to call it, at the beginning of the year, in fact, when we first started this podcast in the fall, we were talking about the future of the Canadians. We were talking about guys who hadn't even made the team yet, like Romanov and Nick Suzuki, who at the at that time was about to to seize a spot out of training camp. Um, and and we talked about Cole Caulfield, and these guys weren't technically even on the team yet. And these guys have now played for uh Romanov one year nick suzuki two years cole caulfield 31 games i believe or 32 games total in the nhl or no 31 games in the nhl total because he had two in laval uh and uh and these guys are the future of the team these guys were the guys that we were pointing at in that october and we said in a few years this is going to be the core of a cup contending team if all goes according to plan and we're not even there yet. And these guys are the talk of the league. They have been through two playoff runs for a lot of them. Uh, for, or, well, not a lot. I guess, Kot Kidiemi and Nick Suzuki. And they haven't even started contending yet as a team. For all you want to talk about, you know, the North Division, blah, 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 blah. The Canadians were not ready for prime time. And look at what they've learned in this last season. And I know we're going to have to talk about some of the roster changes they're going to have to make. Uh, and there's going to be a difficult conversation uh, regarding Philippe Dano. But we're avoiding that right now. I just, I just want to remind everybody that like this is how far they got in a non-contending year. I just want you to keep that in mind in the next few years as this team, the the team gets younger, but. The guys like Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, Kotkiniemi, Alexander Romanov become the core of this team.
0: It was a coming out party for a lot of players and Romanov didn't get a chance to play a ton, but he was still showing glimpses of what Canadians fans want from him in the future, especially against Tampa, playing physical, playing with pace and playing with speed, something that this back end needs. And then Nick Suzuki. Uh, there was a stat going around today that Nick Suzuki has one less point in his playoff career than Austin Matthews, and he's played last year in the bubble and this year, and he's already up there. We we saw how strong Cole Caulfield was, and a lot of the future arrived a lot sooner than we thought. I think in this season, Caulfield, especially where we thought he's, we didn't know what we were getting with that. Uh, Kott Kiemi, we didn't know and we'll delve into whether or not he should have been scratched it's a conversation we're not having tonight because I don't have the mental willpower for it but we saw him at his best in this postseason we saw a lot of good from a lot of young guys or pieces that are going to be here for the next uh, couple years as the window as they try and keep that open for Carey Price and Shea Weber it 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 gives you a lot of hope looking at this last year. Like I said, we saw okay, Suzuki and Katkinami mean, were good, but you we know we're not quite there yet. And then you saw Tyler Toffoli. you saw Josh Anderson come up big. It was there were a lot of things that they can take into next season, and they have to build on them. This team won't have success if they don't try to build on those, simple as that. And I think they know that, and I think we're going to see some more youth going forward here. I I am downright giddy at what a full season of Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield is going to look like. Uh, what is it going to look like if you add someone else? If Jesse and makes the jump to the NHL, if someone like Rafael Harvey Pinard breaks into the bottom six, if Ryan Paling takes another step forward, there's so much to like about what this team did. They won the North Division. When they beat Winnipeg, they won the Western Conference title, the Clarence Campbell Bowl beating Vegas. They made the Stanley Cup final and their AHL team won the Canadian division title this year. There's so much that happened that it is so easy to forget because this stings so much right now. And once we get a moment to take it all in, I think a lot of people are going to be a lot fonder than they are right now, which is fair. You're in the moment, and it's emotional. In about a week or so, I think a lot of people are going to look back and go, 2021 was a very good year for the Montreal Canadiens when it's all said and done. There were segments that were rough, and they were. But at the end of it, you look at everything where they're at, and they still have like 13 picks in the draft coming up. Like, the Canadians are in a real good spot to launch themselves into contendership here going forward. And obviously we'll talk about off season and everything, but the building blocks are there and that, that is help keep helping me keep uh, my head on straight here right now.
1: And it is a little hard not to get emotional, to be honest, because it, it, they just got so close, and also I've deliberately been avoiding the post game interviews. Uh, for anyone who needs a peek behind the curtain, this isn't an immediate post game recap. Uh, we needed about an hour or so to kind of collect our thoughts and, and sort of you know feel a little bit better. And and uh, you know it's very natural that we'd be sad. Uh, and I'm 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 very much trying uh, not to think about the sadness on Brendan Gallagher's face and all of that. And I'm trying to focus on the future and how bright it is. And here's the thing. And I just, I don't want people to get mad at me because I don't want you to think I'm a fake ass fan or not. I'm very realistic. The Canadians just had a really long run and the season starts in about two months. So they're going to need to recover from this and they're getting back into a really tough division with some of the best teams in the league in it. So if the Canadians aren't back in the Stanley cup final next year, it's not that big a deal. I'm not sitting here expecting it. I'd like them to make the playoffs. That'd be fun. But what I think I want the Canadians to focus on, and I hope that they've bought a little bit of this goodwill now for a couple of years is I want them to focus on really making these young players, the best players possible. I think that's what I want. Uh, and that's what we as fans should want. And we we, should, we want we want them to win games and be entertaining. Yeah, but if they're not in the Stanley Cup final next year, I'm not going to be that disappointed. I, I just, I truly don't see it being another 28 years before we're in this position again. And so that's what I wanted to say. Uh, and I guess we're going to have some wrapping up with our feelings uh, in the next segment. And that's coming up in just one moment. But first, remember that rockauto.com is the only place that you should be looking for for anything to do with your car, whether you need parts, accessories, mats, you <laughs> Anything that you need. Why? Because rockauto.com has reliably low prices. If you go to a chain store, you could get charged up to twice as much as a professional mechanic would because you're just some regular person. And that's not really fair. On, at rockauto.com, everybody p- pays the same price and the prices are always reliably low. Another reason is the selection. If you go to a chain store, you're limited to what they have in stock and the brands they work with. At rockauto.com, you choose the brand and you can choose the price you want to pay as well it's very very easy to use all you do is you go in there and you Put your cars make model and year and they have such a wide selection any car whether it's a classic you, you you'll find stuff for your classic on there as well as your like daily sedan that you drive like well i drive one uh and uh, you can you'll find anything it's a, it's a drop down catalog all the products are there all the prices are there you get to pick and after all of that they get delivered directly to your door it is a no-brainer it's easy to use you're going to be paying the lowest possible price and it's going to get delivered to your door. Why would you go to a chain store? Go to rockauto.com. And when you get to their How Did You Hear About Us box, please enter locked on so that they'll know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. There are a couple of things that made me honestly really, really sad about this. And, and now I'm going to get really, really deep into my feelings is that I think there's a chance that Carrie Price will be around when the contending window opens. I don't know if Shea Weber will. And that makes me really sad.
0: The hardest part for me is watching this at the end. I, I shut off the game after the final horn went. I I couldn't watch Shea Weber and hearing people talk about how he was holding back tears and that, you know, you have Carrie price who's probably very emotional too, but won't show it. It's tough. We've given Carrie price so much or Carrie price, sorry, Shea Weber, a lot of flack for, you know, not playing well or playing injured or not being up to what we expected. But what we can't take away from him is that he cares a hell of a lot about this team and in the playoffs, he was, he went through the ringer for both good and bad. He was everything you want a captain to be in this series. And for him, this is the first time he's been past the second round. He made his first Stanley cup final. Carey price made his first Stanley cup final. They got to do it alongside their team, Canada teammates and Eric Stahl and Corey Perry, two guys who have been to the mountaintop and want to get there again before they retire and they were so close. And the fact that I am waxing uh, poetic about Corey Perry and Eric Stahl as Montreal Canadians is still a very weird thing for me. It's I, I feel gutted for these guys and you know, now that they're going to take this, they're going to be motivated next year. Like this is a team that, that has a taste. Now they've gotten to taste that, that, you know, dessert at the end of the table there, that high-end classy dessert that, you know, you see through the window and now they want more. That's going to motivate them. And we talked about the young guys and what that means for them. But those veterans who, you know, they know their clock is ticking. They're, they're going to come out next year and they're going to go, we know what we need to do. You're going to see some even more intensity. I would not be shocked to see Shea Weber come back next year even if he's playing less minutes, but he's going to be putting it out there every single game, 82 games in playoffs until he finally gets to lift that cup. And it's strange to think that a couple of months ago we were talking about, I wonder if Seattle will take Shea Weber or take Carey Price. And now I can't imagine this Canadians run without either of them as a part of it.
1: I just want to remind you of something. Cole Caulfield's rookie year is next year not this year where he played 30 something games however many I don't I don't I can't even count I'm pretty sure he's played 33 games and two of them were in Laval uh and that's my story and I'm going to stick with it but his rookie year is next year like how amazing is that how incredible has he played I just I'm I I'm marveling when I'm thinking about him like throughout the playoffs just scurrying between these gigantic veteran players that have been there forever and you know I just, I I can't even imagine how, how do you top that? Like this guy is still at the beginning of his career. How is he going to top that? I, I like, how is he going to like, what are we going to see when he's better? You know? And that's so, so exciting to me. And I just, there's something about Nick Suzuki's chill. There's something about Kinyemi's intensity and his determination. I just love, there's something about Romanov's energy that he brings. I am just so, so blown away by the young kids on this team. And you know, this is absolutely not to discount the work of the veterans because, for the most part, you know, you look at those guys on the back end, like Jeff Petrie, Ben Sharat, Shea Weber, Joel Edmondson. I don't know if he, he's kind of an in between, right? He's he's a veteran, but he's not old. Like I don't know what to call him. Anyway, those guys, they really were the backbone of this team, quite literally, and they did so much work. And Carrie Price, like you know, you saw what he was able to do with some rest. So obviously the, the goaltending issue and whether or not Seattle takes Jake Allen, that's going to be a question for another day, but I just, I'm so impressed with, you know, the way that the Canadians played this entire time, they just played this intense, amazing. I don't even know. Like I, I, I just, it, it blew me away how much better than expectations they played and, you know, at some point, yes, there were bounces that went their way because you do have to have luck to win a championship or to get far in the playoffs. And they did take advantage of that luck. But They did it in such a smart, efficient way. They capitalized on every weakness the opponents had. That was a killer instinct. You know, there's a lot of talk about how Toronto lacked killer instinct, and that's why they didn't win. I don't think that that's the whole story, but the Canadians now have a benefit of that killer instinct. They know how much it took to get here. And quite frankly, Tampa is just too good of a team. I, I don't think that anybody really had a chance against Tampa if you think about the best teams in the league like the best coach the deepest teams like even the Islanders they lost a game to them eight1 uh, and then they took the series to seven games and weren't able to win that seventh game you know I I'm, I'm, I'm trying to imagine Tampa versus Colorado I still think that it would have it would it would probably have been a longer series than the Canadians gave us but I still see Tampa coming out on top of that one you know I, I, I I'm, I'm thinking about Tampa playing Vegas, And again, I see a bruising, strong, long series. But again, I see Tampa coming out on top of that one. And don't even get me started on the Leafs. I don't even want to think about them. I don't even want to talk about them. I don't even want to imagine Tampa Bay just playing them. I don't think that they would have fared much better than the Canadians, to be honest. And now the Canadians have learned from them, right? And this happened to Tampa too. Like they got all the way to the final in 2016 or 2015. Anyway, it took them six or seven years took them six years to get back and now they have two championships and what did they do in the interim? All they did was get better. You can talk about the cap cheating and all of that, but all they did was take lessons from other teams and learn them and apply to their team. You know, they have, all you need is you need a good young core. You need to develop players to the best of their ability and you need to make smart moves at the deadline. They did so many smart things, Tampa Bay. And I really hope that the the league as a whole, but also Montreal models that that instinct that desire that drive that that intelligence and and just that roster management uh whether (laughs) whether 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 you agree with it or not i you know i i I agreed with it until the canadians were the the team that 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 had to play against them i i think that they were just really really smart you're not gonna be able to cheat the cap every year that's not going to happen but you can you can take advantage of all the tools that are available to you and it might take a few years but I think the Canadians are going to come back to the finals. And I do think that we're not going to have to wait another 28 years for that to happen.
0: I, I really hope we don't have to wait 28 years. Um, I wasn't <laughs> old enough to enjoy the 93 thing. Only, uh, only what I was able to do or uh, see through Twitter and YouTube and everything else. Just I don't want to wait that long at all. I, I just want to have fun. And this was fun. I want more of feeling like this. You know, I don't think that's asking too much.
1: I don't think so either. And I know everybody's waiting or has been waiting for quite some time to hear me say this. But I absolutely love Corey Perry. And I am not even a little bit sorry about that. And that's where we're going to end today's episode. Before we say thank you from the bottom of our hearts, both of us. We have had such an amazing time bringing these podcasts to you. We hope you stick around. Like we, honestly, we cannot say enough about our listeners and our audience has grown, obviously as, as, as the playoff run has has grown. And I just so appreciate all the interactions that we've had with you guys and everyone telling their friends about us and telling people to subscribe to us. And every, you know, when you tweet us things like, like, cool art that you saw about the Canadians or, or a fun tweet and stuff like that, or email us. We just, we love that so much. And we've been so, so grateful to you. And don't forget tomorrow. We do have a mailbag episode. It is a Friday, and we want to hear about your feelings whether you're sad about this run, whether you're upset, whether you're happy, which players inspired you, who were your favorites, your favorite moments. We want to know about them, and you can tweet them at us at LO underscore Canadians. If it's a little bit longer, you can email them to us at Canadians at gmail.com. Subscribe to our podcast if you don't already, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at The Active Stick. You can follow Scott at Scott Matla. And don't forget, if you liked this podcast, listen to Locked On Today, where you get more of the sports news you need in less time. It's available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening to us. Go Habs go. We will talk to you tomorrow and throughout the off season.